Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello, hello everyone, this is Helena, Helena Margareta, and welcome to my Wondrous World show today. It's nice to be back with you again, and I'm sitting here in sunny Florida, I've been doing a little lecture tour. And I'm not back home yet, but I'm in Fort Lauderdale and doing this recording. I have a guest with me today. We just spoke, so he's there. Hello, Vipin Mehta. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm Vipin Mehta. Hello there. I'm so glad you could be on the show. And I must thank you so very much for sending me your triology here of books about global healing. And they have different subtitles. One is Awakening Spirituality, and another one Thinking Outside of the Box, and another one is New Vistas of Hope. Now, Vipin, you came from India. Yes, and I came from you, India. Yes, and you uh, came to America, an immigrant with very little money in your pocket, and I'm sure in your hand as well, and you made a success of your life, not only for yourself, but also for other people. And when you came to America, you soon became a professional engineer, and you established Meta Engineering. And this one has grown, and you have built bridges and uh, roads and airports, my goodness. And not only that, you continued your studies, I suppose, on the side, and you received a Master of Arts in Public Affairs, and you have played a very active role in local and national politics, and you have been addressed as the metaphysical and spiritual counselor to many politicians, both Democrats and Republicans. Wow, I am impressed. (laughs) I feel that sounds absolutely wonderful. So welcome uh, to my show Vipin, and I hope you don't mind if I call you your first name. I think it's kind of nice. Vipin. That is wonderful. Vipin, yeah. yeah, that's good. Excellent. Yeah, so, and I'm Helena Margareta, and of course I used to go more under my full name before Helena Steiner Hornstein. But as I have evolved I feel, in, my, in my spirituality, it just doesn't feel the same way. It doesn't feel right for me to just use that kind of heavy load of names. And maybe we can talk about that also. But now, we've been, as an engineer, you look at creation of things, in lack of word, better words, as a collection of patterns and various building blocks. You look at creation of things, again, as a collection of patterns. And then if you break down these things into formulas and processes so people can understand and predict outcomes, uh, you, you kind of, um, this knowledge that you now are uh, applying is actually the knowledge of engineering and uh, physics. And you can this way also describe the inner workings of the human mind and how metaphysical knowledge can be the key to cultivating understanding between people for global healing and peace. Now, how did you get into the daring, taking that step from engineering in trying to apply this to spiritual formulas? Okay. Let me give you a brief history. I was born in Bombay, India, during the Mahatma Gandhi spiritual evolution, the principle of nonviolence, and then I learned the lesson of truth that we have the, all the humanity, all the children of human race are the children of divinity. There is a truth, and we have to respect each other, breaking all the barriers of ethnicity, color, caste, or any other classes, barriers, and that is our goodness. And then I learned the beauty through mystic poet Tagore, who was uh, one of the gurus of Mahatma Gandhi. There are the three windows through which you can touch the spirituality I call cosmic consciousness. 
And then I learned the metaphysics by Krishnamurti. He was a big uh, center in the Ohio, California, 50 miles away from Los Angeles. And then a pursuit was there, and I come across Osho, the mystic guy for 20th century, and learned all the scriptures of mm-hmm. the world. And that took me become a seeker. And then I came to America, and then I pursued my seeking to find out something higher and higher, and I come across Edgar Casey and Ruth and many of the mystics people in America. Though I came in America for the prosperity, economic prosperity, in deep down, it is a spiritual prosperity. And yeah. I did an excellent job. That is my passion. The one, the, my engineering brings the food to the table, and my spirituality or metaphysics brings the food to my soul. And that is my passion. So I believe, breathe, uh, spirituality, 24 hours, seven days a week, or 360, 65 days a year, around the clock. Yeah. And that yeah. triggered me. I was sharing my uh, spirituality, like a Mahatma Gandhi. He brought the spirituality to politics, and he was a politician among the spiritualists, and spirituality spiritualist among the politicians. I felt. I can share the spirituality to politics because they make the decisions for all the humanity. Yeah. You feel that politicians are using the spiritual knowledge that they are getting through you? Whomsoever I come across, I share my knowledge. If you take one person up there, still they make the changes. And some uh, top leaders in the state of Florida receive. Even to receive the spiritual knowledge, they deserve little credit because usually politicians don't like to receive because they are in journey of human ego, and that they yeah. Like and you you recognize that too with that. that yeah, I recognize that. that. Yeah. So that's why I want to share the knowledge to change the journey for for the humanity rather than the journey of human ego. Yeah. So I was successful, and then uh, after 9-11 happened, so my son said, why didn't you share knowledge to the whole humanity? And he introduced to Mrs. Senator Fulbright, and she joined with me for seven years writing theology. And then uh, we divided. It's a big book, uh, converted into three books. First is Thinking Outside the Box. It is Introduction of Metaphysics. And then, yeah. uh, then Awakening Spirituality was written mostly for fundamental physicians. And third, New Mystas of Hope is written for the map makers, creating map for the future, the conscious evolutions of 21st yeah. century. Yeah. I find it very interesting. You know, that's about one thing that I kind of have missed, that some people want to see the process, to see the, the spiritual process in points and formulas. And I'm so fast in my way of just connecting with spirit and that's how people get healed and, and, you know, but I can see things in a different way. But it doesn't make it very believable unless you really put it uh, on paper the way you have done it. Because uh, because I use my knowledge of engineering. And there is the knowledge of engineering which you usually apply in physics with the space-time dimension, with the mineral kingdom. And it's actually very logical once you look at it. And uh, again, where can people buy your books? Can they get them through Amazon.com? You can buy from Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNoble.com or my Facebook is also there. And my website is www.vipinmatta.com. Okay, so you can buy it if you send it my Facebook. That's very good. And Vipin is written, is spelled V-I-P-I-N, Meta, M-E-H-T-A. So I'm sure they should find it. Because I feel that's, that's something you can, uh, and ladies out there, spiritual ladies, can give it to their husbands who don't understand what they are doing. <laughs> so um, I come this I come across this quite a lot, that once people cannot see it uh, printed like point one, two, three, four, and so on, how how you get to this uh, knowledge or this kind of knowledge, they don't find it very believable, particularly in a socially, uh, politically social, uh, you know, socialized country. They want it very much 
on the scientific level. You have something in, written a sentence in your book, Awakening Spirituality, and there's one sentence that really hits me, and I'd like you to, to talk more about this. You have written, seekers are spiritual scientists. Seekers are spiritual scientists. You know, I think that's so wonderful. Tell me more about this. Okay. Usually what happens the world, you use science. moment you use the word science, they think science belongs within space-time dimension. Yeah. But there is a science beyond science. There is a spiritual science, mm-hmm. which is, does with the beyond space-time dimension. Like yeah. imagination, which is the fifth dimension, does not occupy space-time dimension. The creativity is sixth dimension, which does not occupy space-time because brain is a part of the space-time dimension, which you can fill it within the length, width, and depth. You can measure it. You can weigh it, take the photograph. I ask Helena, can I see? Can you show me your mind? You cannot show the mind in the, like a pencil no. or book, which is beyond space-time. Then I say, Helena, can you show me your soul? You cannot show. It is beyond space-time dimension. Anything yeah. beyond space-time dimension is beyond physics, which is we call matter. Matter means beyond. Any knowledge of, for the metaphysical items, whatever you call elements, is called the metaphysical science, and that is the metaphysical science, spiritual science. It deals with the human spirit, it deals with the human soul, it deals with the imagination, it deals with the creativity, it deals with the manifesting energy, how to bring the all ideas into physical reality. And it deals with the human mind, it deals with the imaginal mind, it deals with the angels, it deals with the devas, whatever you call it, which is beyond space-time dimension. Yeah. And if yeah. you go, metaphysics is, uh, if you do, a hierarchy of knowledge, which are, we are living in informative age, information. Then we interpret the information we call intellectual and then analyze it. That becomes intellectual knowledge. Then you connect the dots, we call intelligence. But still, with the, this is created by human mind. Then somebody has an ESP, intuition, or the clairvoyance. Still, it's a part of the subconscious, unconscious mind. So how the human mind works and how you can change negative emotion to positive, that is the knowledge of metaphysics. How the human mind works, okay? How anger you can convert into love or how you convert hate into love, or how you convert jealousy into inspiration. How to deserve the item, how to convert, that is the knowledge of metaphysics, because it is beyond the physical, beyond the brain. Brain is a, like a hardware or computer. And well, isn't brain the way I see brain is just a very physical? This yes. what you call spirituality. Isn't that something more that we, uh, you know, is missing in all the formulas somehow that you have in engineering? Yeah, in engineering, because spirituality is because the, they are missing, because they deal with the mineral kingdom, or mostly engineering, or planting them, or mostly. Yeah. And then when you go brain, you use the brain. But you go to, let me share another view. If you go to physician, that is the maximum limit they have a physical is a brain. They cannot go beyond brain. Physician cannot go beyond brain. But many chronic disease lies, root cause lies in state of mind. And there where the metaphysician comes in the picture. Because I have many times, many people have a chronic problem of, chronic problem of diabetes or cancer. And they remove yeah. the, if you go to physician, medical science, they remove the symptoms. They yeah. remove the yeah. chemotherapy and radiation and remove the symptoms, remove the tumor. tumor. And they remove they life as well it. sometimes. <laughs> but, but, and they die but sometimes, but they do not have access to the root cause lies in state of mind. The root cause of the blood sugar or the diabetes lies in state of anxiety. Yeah. Root cause of cancer lies in state of suppress and repress anger. Each each emotion in state of mind has a corresponding point reflection in yeah. the physical body. And so we and go in that, the this is the way I operate too. It's exactly corresponding to my philosophy. And of course, I think when you are metaphysical, that is the philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. That your so emotions are controlling yeah. you. And 
of course, now we come into, uh, you know, we talk about mind. I have had that question so many times. What is mind? Where is mind? And, uh, of course, I cannot explain that. Can you give some kind of answer to people who ask that? That is very easy. Mind is the flow of thoughts and feelings. Mind is the flow of? Of thoughts and feelings. Oh, okay. Mind is like a traffic, flow of vehicles. Mind is like a river, flow of water. But there okay, is no water. Okay, that's, you know, that's a wonderful. Uh, you know, I haven't been able to give that. That is, uh, that is a flow, you know, it's like a river. It, it, it looks like a noun. Grammatical is wrong because they call it a noun. Actually, it's not a noun. Mind is a verb, is a process. Oh, okay, it's a verb. There is a process of flow of thoughts and feeling, and yeah. if you add one more images also, but we will talk separately. Mind is a flow of thoughts and feeling. It's continuously running. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's, that's beautiful. I'm so glad I asked the question. <laughs> now, what we will say, and sometimes we want to have uh, an explanation on what is a soul, what okay. kind of good answer okay. can that we give there? Okay, one go. Let me. That will take you one very, very high level. If you okay, soul is the pristine, clear, divine, feminine energy. We let's call pristine, clear, goddess energy. Goddess is the femininity. God is the masculine energy, and goddess is the feminine energy. Soul is the pristine, clear, divine feminine energy and spirit is the pristine clear it goes up and down divine feminine energy mm-hmm. that is the soul and the soul yeah. always goes with the spirit spirit is a masculine energy yeah, yeah. all creativity happens at the soul level like all women as the eggs and the man as the sperms the all sperms are looking for eggs to create a child physical reality metaphor it is metaphorically the yeah. same thing, all creativity, suppose I'm working in the big project, name of the project is Symphony of Divine Union. I've got 60 paintings I'm working. And all creativity comes through the soul, okay? Through the imagine, yeah. imagination and feelings are the language of the soul. When you go on meditation, all images come, the soul communicates through the images and the feelings. And, and spirit is soul always wait to be found by the spirit so they can manifest the creativity in physical reality. The soul never dies, never born. Okay? You always continue. I didn't get that. Day. What did you say the last sentence? The soul? Never dies, never born. It's oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes from one lifetime to another lifetime, carries forward the psychic memories. Yeah. And spirit constantly vexes and wanes. It becomes morning. I'm full of spirit. In the night, I'm so tired. My spirit is down. I'm looking at the physical level, then mental level. You are working on some project. For 30, 40 minutes, one, two hours, the mind gets tired. The spirit goes down. Then you take a rest and rejuvenate the spirit for 30, 40 minutes, and again you go back to work. Some bad news comes. Somebody dies in the, my distant family. So I'm a little grief-stricken, so my spirit is down. So some good news comes, you succeed, then your spirit goes up. Yeah. Suppose I lost a lot of money in stock market, my spirit is down. Okay. Everybody yeah. faces right now. Yeah. That works because spirit is constantly born and dies. He constantly borns and dies. Oh, yes. So that influences yeah, and that can influence the whole world, of course, when you yeah. have a world down and your world is Right out. now we are facing all the human spirit is down for the last so many years, six, seven yeah. years, because there is no self-esteem, because there is a collapse of the imagination and collapse of the reason. Because yeah. all the leaders, political, economic, and the religious leaders, they don't have the ability to imagine what will be the future will look like or to create yeah. the vision for the future. And that was the creativity diminished. So there is no spirit also diminishing. But there is Do you feel also. politics can rule the world? 
Now, politics, there are, there are three major elements I've written in my books. They play the vital role in the humanity. One is the political, second is economical, and third one is religious. Mm-hmm. There's the perfect storm. All are in the ego trip, and they are in the con- domination. Yeah. And when they work together to get the power, they are power hungry. It's written in all the books, change the mindset, change the world. The current yeah. mindset is a domination, and we have to change to dominion. That is of 21st century. Yeah, and I'd like you to explain that because I don't think most people understand the dif- what dominion is. Of course, it's written or read in the Bible, but could you explain the the process yeah, okay. that from the you know to go to dominion from domination? Yeah, because last four five thousand years like Napoleon the Great, and then we got Alexander the Great, and they all wanted to conquer, control and conquer. The yeah. first component, well, that's the male kind of power that we have been yeah, programmed to use. So what's happening right now, has been happening, that the all domination, I'm better than others, I have more power than others, it comes out of the psychology of insecurity. When I'm insecure, then I want to control. Suppose I feel insecure, I control my employee. Or you come in time at 8 o'clock and 5 o'clock and do this and that and that. Then when I lose my control, then I go next step. It's power to rule. I start ruling others. And now the civilization is increased. Then third component of domination is the manipulation. You go in the United Nations, everybody is manipulating. They are all, okay, what I'm going to get out of it, okay? How to use yeah, the diplomatic language. Mm-hmm. There is a manipulation. In Dominion, you, Margaret, about Helena and Vipin, all of our friends live with this part of the divine sovereignty. So Helena has something to contribute, and I have something. We work together and contribute. We call co-creation. Right now, we yeah. have a radio interview going, we were co-creating, brainstorming. We are not doing debate. You are picking up from me and I'm picking up from you. And you gave me opportunity to share with me. And I, you also gave me, so I'm very grateful to you. Same time, yeah. you, I'm sharing my knowledge and you also feel grateful. But mutually, we work together called co-creation. Then yeah. we co-creatively work together and power to act so we can make further progress. Third component of domination is the manipulation. Your third component of domination is the introducing the spirituality. That's what Helena and Vipin are doing. The yeah. Spirituality should be ahead of the science and technology. So science and technology will become our servant. And so we can change the mindset. We can use the atomic power to bloom the desert. Otherwise, if you don't use the make our own spirituality choice, spiritual choice, then what happens? Same atom bomb, we can devastate the whole humanity. Create the Second World War, we create a lot of people die. Now we are heading towards the nuclear warfare. So that is third component. The fourth component of domination, they live in the past, like a Palestine and Israel. They are living in the past for thousands of years. This is my holy country, and this is my holy city. And they say, oh, this is my holy city. Their whole holy city, Jerusalem, is turned into an unholy place. Maximum killing and violence happen in Israel right now. That's the last 60 years. Same thing if in the dominion, they live in the, they live in the presence with the presence of, present of the future. How to co-creatively create the future together. Right now, Elena and Vipin working together create the future, how we can share the knowledge with others. Right now, since 9-11, we had lost the trust, and we do not trust each other. When you go to airport, they, the airport security checks you out because they don't trust each other. In Dominion, we trust each other. I trust you, and you trust me. We create trustworthiness, and we can co-create and work together and create some the abundance of knowledge, abundance of uh, prosperity. Okay. Yeah. And, then, you know, do you feel that is happening more in the world now, that we are building no, no. up then a what new... We are trying to, because in 21st century, we this is a century of metaphysicians and spiritualists. We are shifting the gear. 
And now a lot of spiritualists and metaphysicians are coming out. So many blog radio. I might have given last two months 20 blog radio interviews. And I come across the universal spiritual community and many other communities throughout the United States. So now there is the emergence of spirituality is happening. But these are the major factors, very privately and secretly and sacredly we are working together. Yeah. That will take it over. Like a science and technology was in 20th century, the spirituality is in 21st century. You know, and I feel I notice how this changes since I'm so connected. <laughs> I feel uh, there are different energies almost floating around from yeah. the way it used to be. Now we are connecting. Yeah. We are connecting yeah. to blog radio, Facebook, and that way. It, it reminds me of Mahatma Gandhi. We, he thought outside the box 40 years before independence. You can get the independence by principle of nonviolence. And nobody thought it is possible, okay? Because yeah. you have to fight and war and kill each other and bloodshed, and then you get the independence. He said, no, this is another way. And he used the spirituality throughout his lifetime, and he succeeded. Yeah, he, he did that. You know, I read about him how he, when he came to London, he didn't know English too well. And his teacher, English teacher, who was Irish, gave him uh, a piece of... Um, from the Bible, the Sermon on the Mount. The and on the that, Mount, yeah. yeah, and he studied that over and over and learned every word in English. And he used those principles and that philosophy later on when he uh, became, you know, came out in the world. Because and that was what amazed the world. And, you know, I thought that was a beautiful story, really. Yeah, because he has a tremendous ability to receive from any possible way or Christian scripture or Hindu scripture or the Jewish scripture, he has tremendous ability to receive and practice it. And again, yeah. what happens nowadays, they talk and never practice. Whatever he speaks, he practice. So there is yeah. no need to yeah. preach him. He himself is an example. Well, this is the way it has to be. You have to practice yeah, what, to what, practice. You, what you speak about. Otherwise, it's not true and doesn't will not go into uh, people's minds or their hearts at all. So that's the whole secret. And what do you feel about prayers? Uh, okay. That is, is the same, you know, where we already started to talk, you know, about feeling and okay. so on. There is the evolution, I call magic, but less evolution of spirituality started many, many thousands of years. They call spirit magic, like Indian, uh, American Indians, people who come from subconscious and unconscious mind, raise the voice and connect with the elements and they go the rain. That is the spirit magic. Then the second magic we call sympathetic magic is called prayer. You yeah. go and go deep down and communicate to the God of the divine energy. In Western world they use God, Eastern world we use God, Goddess, and now we call New Age, we call God, Goddess, all that is. And you try to come in and beseech and you request the divine energy to fulfill your ways. When you individually connect, that is easy. But when you collectively connect, like Islamic people do prayer for their country and their religion, Christians do their country and their religion. Their yeah, so you see it's a separation as well. That was, and they have a different desire, okay? So yeah. there is a conflict happens, so they cannot solve. The collectively prayers are less effective. Individual prayer is very effective. But now new evolution is coming. That is called consciously creating reality. So all the three books are written on the principle of that. I create my own reality, and I'm responsible for what I am. Now secret lies in the responsibility. More I take responsibility, more secrets will be revealed to me. And more I blame, secrets of my life will be taken away from me. Those, that secret lies in taking responsibility. Therefore, I am master of my destiny and not victim of fate. This is the conscious reality creation mantra. Book and this is two, what we nowadays are saying. We are the master of our destiny. This is the new age, so not to speak. victim of fate. Yeah. That only can work if you take the responsibility. 
If you don't take immediately, if you see right now all these areas in political, economic, and the religious areas, they blame each other. They don't want to take response, so they cannot make a progress. The secret rights in the taking the responsibility. Moment you take responsibility, brainstorming efforts, you come with the more creativity, imagination, creative, and then you have ideas how to bring it to reality, and then you become master of the of fate. I think in book number one I explain how to create your own destiny in the chapter number six, very detailed about that, about 20, 40 pages are that. Yeah, and this is, of course, what has been the, the problem. Where there the is a new evolution, conscious evolution is happening now. Yeah. Okay, those who are in spirituality, and that that was the new age evolution. And, but this about healing the world and healing yourself also, I always say to heal yourself, it's your own responsibility. I cannot heal you. You have to connect and heal yourself. Isn't that how it is? Now, I ask, I ask you one question just for a fun point of view. Who is the greatest healer for Helena? Uh, well, Helena is the power within me. Yeah, so Helena is the greatest healer. And physician yeah. become co-pilot or co-create. So if for me... Who is the this greatest is exactly it. That you co-create the, the healing. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, people have some problem understanding it. They think that you should just stretch out your hand towards them, and you are they are healed instead of this being a co-creation. You know, a cooperation that you work together. For all uh, I come, many people come to my spiritual center. And I ask my, I say, I'm not going to heal you. I will show you. I will become your guide to find your power. And you yeah, are exactly. the healer to find out your healing. Yeah. And I can guide you everywhere towards the end, the process. But I'm yeah. not going to heal you. You got your own power, and you will be the great healer, and you will heal yourself. Even it, I got it's exactly it, yeah. And then, of course, I've had skeptics who have said, well, you're just trying to get away with it, you know, saying that you don't have to do anything that's my fault or something. It's, no. it's just, uh, you know, we all find excuses for not wanting to do something. It's like a child who doesn't want to clean up his room. Yes. Uh, there are excuses for everything. Isn't that so? Because they give it to the ego. Yeah, mm-hmm. it goes it back to that. Finding an excuse because they don't want to work hard. They want to blame and they want to enjoy yeah. the pity party. I call pity parts. They thrive on self-pity and they enjoy the pity party. Yeah. You, you know the word pity party. <laughs> because the whole world, many, most of the people who do not succeed in their life because they like the self-pity and they want to associate with the pity, self-pity, and they create the pity party. Yeah, and I, I see that a lot also when people have grief and so on, or when they're sick and they 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 feel sorry for themselves, and uh, and I always say I don't feel sorry for anyone. You know, I respect you for what you are, the beauty in you. Now, by the way, talk about beauty. Uh, I have a feeling that beauty and spirituality somehow go together. You always you? go together. Not, yeah. Not yeah. somehow. Always go together. The beauty from the beauty, the window, there are three windows you can feel the sky. If I, I'm sitting in one room and yeah. I want to experience the sky, physical metaphor, I open the window and then you can see the sky. And you yeah. the Same thing, I open the three metaphysical windows. One is the truth, second is the goodness, and third is the beauty. And the, through yeah. the beauty you can experience the divine energy. The first True. component of the beauty is the joy, yeah. and at the same time is the masculine energy, and peace is the feminine energy. Another component of the beauty is the exhilaration, masculine. You feel, you see the sunset, because many times I go to the cruise, in the morning I go up or go in the sunset, time. so beautiful. Yeah, Bali right. cruise or go to... Uh, Middle Eastern cruise, or Middle, uh, all many cruises in Europe are so beautiful. And yeah. it fills your heart, and it creates the enchantment in your heart. Right? True. The enchantment comes from the beauty. Yeah. And there are all the comes beautiful enchantment comes. It's also inspirational. It's and true. And gives the majesty gives the majesty yeah. and wonder and awe. 
There are four masculine components, and, four, and they all happen timelessly, timelessly, and simultaneously, concurrent, co-currently, and they work together, and that creates the beauty. And that enchantment takes you to the next level of creativity. Because so I, I feel you have, yeah. I feel we have a responsibility to make ourselves beautiful and keep our homes beautiful and keep your garden beautiful, uh, just for uh, clarity in your life also. Okay, now I introduce one element you may be knowing or may not be knowing. The beauty is a positive component, and what is the negative component of the beauty is the violence. Violence, beauty is representing immortality, and violence represents mortality. The violence is the opposite of beauty, 180-degree diametrically opposite. Yeah. So violence, beauty is the sense of immortality, and violence is the sense of mortality. Yeah. So that is it's, a very tricky component, is that. It's amazing, though, that violence is so predominant in our culture, in the Western movies and, and whatever. All the movies full of violence. Yeah. Because unfortunately, the Hollywood, and I especially I come from India, Bollywood, because lately since the high-tech game and the game, uh, IT games come, and they saw all violent movie, okay, and violent. Yeah. They never talk about the peace and love and romantic and that. And they become box office hit. And they, all young people learn very young age. And they lose the sensitivity and sensibility and sensuousness, okay? Yeah. And that because they are trained for childhood, playing the games, killing each other on the games all five. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And if I try to to do something about this, and no one is on my side, they want to continue to have those violent movies and violent games, and it gets worse and worse. Now there is one movie right now running, and they create billion millions of dollar box office. What is the name of the movie? Uh, what is game? Hunger game. Can you believe that game? And I they heard all, about that. Yes. And you see all violence, teenager killing each other, and there is a competition of violence. And that yeah. that movie makes billions of dollars, and because of course the producer are all interested in making more money rather than teaching good lessons. Unfortunately, that's all that they think about uh, is the money bit of it, and. Uh, even whatever people do, they think of the money bit, how to make money. Of course, we need money, but it shouldn't be our it's God the, the way we have. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that it's a... Sorry. Good. No, I wanted to say, do you feel that it's a future for money, or will money soon disappear? Now, here is the one, because when the dominion comes in the picture, the human values will be different. Right now, you value a person. How, you say, how much wealth is this Mr. Warren Buffet is that? Because yeah. He has the billions of dollars he has in his bank account. Yeah. When constant evolution happens, then we'll say, who will be wealthy person who is willing to share with us that that piece count the wealth? That is constant evolution or 21st century. Yeah. The person who sells his wealth. Not only economic wealth, not monetary wealth, but the intellectual wealth or the intelligent wealth or spiritual or metaphysical wealth. You share it. He's a wealthy person. So you and me will be more wealthier than Warren Buffett. Absolutely. Because we share the knowledge, you will be more wealthier according to new definition. How much you are willing to share with others, that is your wealth. This is another principle, yeah. That the you new have evolution to, is coming. Yeah, you have to share what you would like to have come back to, to you. And I notice now when I can help somebody with something, if it's information or whatever, I always bring it forward. You know, it's not that I sit and, and say, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you because, you know, then you become successful if you have that knowledge. <laughs> but this is what people are doing. They are planning in a way that... They well, they don't want to share the same way they should share with with other people. You know, it's like you share your bread, you share whatever you can share, and it comes back to you the way I feel. It's amazing. Of course, I lived a long time, and 
there are certain rules you learn with age and experience in living, and that is that money is not being rich. Money can be so making you very, very poor. And, and money can buy comfort. We try use money can buy comfort, but you cannot bring happiness. Money is wonderful for lots of reasons, but it should yeah, be your God, of course. Now, regarding that sharing, what, okay. I yeah, got a one sentence. My, my one, okay. I got a one sentence to share. More I give, there will be more we'll have to give. Yeah. So can you say that a couple more times so everyone can hear it? More properly? I give, <laughs> there will be more to have to give. One more time. More I give, there will be abundance will come back to me to give more. Yeah. That's a universal law, so that to speak. There is a law of universe. Yeah. Uh, what are the laws? When your children grew up and understand they're kind of grown now, uh, what did you want to teach them more than anything? Yeah, my favorite, my favorite, you, do you know the Khalil Zibran, the greatest mystic poet of America? Mm-hmm. Khalil Zibran? Yeah. Yeah, he has written that poem I liked when I was young before my children are born. What, what are, somebody asked the question, so can you tell me about the children? That is one of the poems written in his favorite book, Prophet. The children come through you, but you do not own it. Maximum you can give their, your love to them. You cannot impose your thoughts upon it. Because they are independent souls. They are on, they are on their own journey. They are like arrows coming out of your bows. The stronger the bow and stable the bow, the arrow goes in the right trajectory. So Uh they are independent. They come through us, like I'm a father and my wife, mother, and they work together and they brought them, but they are independent souls. So we can give all ideas, but we cannot force upon them to become like that. But we can share the love. We give the ideas, but they are independent. Give them a freedom to choose what yeah, they want. Yeah, that's important. Then so the best poem is written by Khalid Zebran in his book, Prophet. Yeah. So on the same note, what is the success in the marriage? Oh, success. Okay. Success <laughs> in the marriage. Because how, how it works. That Let me say the progression of love. Progress first, the man, boy, and a girl meet together, okay? And they like each other for some reason. He's handsome, or she's beautiful, or she's talented, and she's this, and this is that. Then they go on dating period, and they create the memories. Then the marriage comes, okay? They get married. Now the marriage enters in this third phase, the love enters into the third phase called the companionship. And then companionship, they work together, create the future together. First, they like for some reason. Second one is they create the memories during the dating period, and companions, they work with the future together. Then at the age of 45, 50, 55, they come across, that come across the intimacy. Now the physical is done. Now mental is done. They are intimacy emotionally and spiritual intimacy. They become closer and tender to each other, closer to each other, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then they trust each other, and they become vulnerable to each other. They tell the weaknesses as well as strengths because they trust each other. And that intimacy creates you because then the love enters. Formally, I love my wife. Formally, I love myself, I love my wife, and I want my wife to love me. That goes in the next phase of intimacy. I love my wife more than myself. That is intimacy. And she says, I love my husband more than myself. Okay? And that intimacy grows further. And when you go to the age of 70, 80, and that, old age then comes into caring. Then you love for no reason. Start with the reason you love, then create the memory, and then create the future. And then you enter in the caring phase. These are the four phases of love. You know, that was so beautiful. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to that. Because I gave and a speech during my daughter's wedding, so 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's what you mentioned also. So that was a wonderful way of saying. I'm an also minister, so I do uh, give, you know, I, I do weddings. I, I officiate at weddings, and uh, I make a little speech, something not quite as poetic as what you said right now, but it, it, it's something that we should also show respect, you know, for each other and for the ones that we are that sometimes is forgotten in marriage. Now, talk about um, respect. How about the different religions? What are the two biggest religions in the world and what ties them together and what separates them? Okay. If you read my book number two, I've, I've got entering in the Yeah, I have, so that's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> because all religions are based on the principle of belief. Okay. Yeah. Now you are brought up in Christianity, you believe Christian belief. I brought up in Hindus, I get Hindu belief. Then guys brought up in Islam, they got Islamic belief. And their beliefs take become part of the subconscious and slowly become mostly become subconscious mind in this lifetime. And their beliefs as the eight the subconscious mind eight times powerful than conscious mind. This all religions are based is Belief-driven, they create belief-driven reality. And right now we are facing the most problem in the humanity because of the religion. Then I use the word organized religion because they are all belief-driven religions and they conflict each other. And once the beliefs are established, it's too difficult to undo. But they never, there is another, you have a choice in the 21st century. We are entering. We have a power of choice. We can go make a choice and then go inside in subconscious mind and change the belief system. Like me, though I was born in Jain family, Jainists who are the, totally based on principle of non-violence and vegetarian. And my father was Jain and my mother was Hindu, so I know Hindu side also. Mm-hmm. Because Jainism is the offshoot from the Hinduism. Buddhism also came from Hinduism. Like Christianity and Islam came from the Judaism. But we have broke up, and I then I become a seeker and metaphysics. I studied the Bible, and I studied Quran, and I studied Jewish Torah and the Kabbalah and everything. I broke, and yeah. I was become. And so religion is not part. I'm not part of religion. Religion is a part of me. In the second book, number most important part I mentioned very briefly. The word religion comes from the Latin word religion, religar realigning yourself. Okay? So when you, you have a, let me give a little bit, this is little, uh, or let me give brief possible. Let me give the anatomy of human being. Helena is a physical body. Yes. Helena, when was born, he started first thing, she breathed. And when 120 years went ready to die, when physician will declare he is dead, when you stop breathing. So there is a second body called the breath, which is a life energy body. First is a physical body. So all physicians deal with the physical body. Second body is a life energy body. Now, Helena and Vipin are talking. Vipin is talking to you, and you are talking to, through the mental body, state okay, of mind. Okay, this life energy body, is that the light body? You know, as you see, it's a life. A life, a life, a life, a life energy body. There is no breath, okay. there is no life. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or not? Suppose I stop breathing, no life. Yeah. When I start, when I come out of my mother's womb, first thing I breathe, then I cry. And when I'm ready to die in 100 years, the physician declares that Vipin is dead when my breathing is stopped. The breath and the life energy work together. There is a breath, there is a life. There is a breathing, there is a life. There is no breathing, there is no life. There is second body is called call it the life energy body, or you can bioplasma or bioenergy body. Third energy is the mental body, which you are communicating with me, and I'm using your subconscious and conscious mind, the mental energy, imagination, creativity, soul, and spirit, and everybody comes. Okay. Then fourth energy, which you, have you gone to chakras, there is the yoga, there is the etheric energy body. The ether comes, and that creates the aura around the alien, creates the aura around the weapon, the auric field. And the fifth body is called the blissful body, where soul the is there. Blissful body. Mm-hmm. Blissful. B-L-I-S-S-F-U-L. Blissful. Yes. There is ecstasy is there. There is a soul is there. There is a spirit is there. 
then your real self is that which is neither body nor mind is beyond body and beyond mind and there is a finally is a higher self is there higher consciousness is there. that is a part of the blissful body and all the five body you realign it like i'm driving a car and vowels then i go to the car workshop and they realign my all tires and re make a tuning of and then you put the oil in transmission and they put oil in engine engine oil and they create and then i drive car then my my ride is smooth so when i realign my five bodies of my human being anatomy of human boy then my journey is smooth to go to divinity to divine to have a union with the divinity that what you say union is the union with the divinity you get experience of divinity the real world religion that yeah. is the real world meaning of it so if we now want to expand our consciousness which is of course the way we have to what we have to do to make this uh, healing world uh, how do we expand our consciousness something uh, we have only a few minutes left where well, we have Seven minutes you, left. I'm coming back to expand the consciousness. That only can be happened by the conscious reality creation mantra. The word conscious, you expand the consciousness. Yeah. I create my own reality. Whatever, suppose I'm poor or rich or successful, unsuccessful, I created that reality. And because I want to learn some less lesson, and I responsible for what I am. moment i take responsibility i will start making progress okay and i'm master of my destiny and not victim of fate right now what is happening in karmic law in india and in the western world is a different law they call sinful law i'm born sinner i'm no good and this is the god will punish you and all those things and if you go in the eastern world they say oh, you did a bad karma so you are paying the price you just pass the buck pass the blame to others the moment you stop blaming other people and taking responsibility that becomes a conscious evolution responsibility takes you to the conscious evolution the same thing he applies for the collectively we the members of global family create our own reality what we are passing through the perfect storm of the chaos and crisis and there is lack of hope and collapse of imagination no dreams and no vision that what we create and we are responsible for what we are because we give yeah. too much power to political economic and, and uh, you know i was brought up in a socialist country which is sweden and of yeah. course that was against the principles <laughs> that we are responsible for our own lives we were supposed to be taken care of and uh, i feel that is kind of breaking up a little bit in the in the former very socialist countries Isn't that what's happening in the world? Now, right now, unfortunately, America is going towards the towards the Sweden, socialistic country. That no, was but bad, it, it's bad yeah, thing. it is no, it it it's a socialist under freedom, and you know, it's a great country, and Norway and Finland yeah, are all wonderful Scandinavian countries. We are turning towards the socialistic uh, yeah. domain. But okay. it's so just we that we have to stop going for that. Yeah, we have been told. Well, you don't. It, it's almost bad manners to say i'm the master of my life in in under that upbringing and it's not the way you're supposed to say nowadays with the new spiritual attitudes yes you can say so but it's 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 not a, a looked at in a good way if you say i'm the master of my life i'm taking care of my life i create my reality then you think you're a little bit on your high horses so to speak <laughs> No, no, that that bit that is a misinterpretation because we co-created. There is a one I create my own reality and we can. Yeah, and, and I know that. Yes, and there I'm all for that, of course. There is another yeah. word after creation. When you take response, you create your own. But then once you take go through the round, then you join with the co-creation. Yeah. Yeah, but then you become things become more. You create as much as you want. Okay, and that was a. a put up in the book number 3 down dawning the new age of dominion by end of 21st century or middle of 21st century the whole world is becoming new it's not the old world of domination rules and regulations yeah. is a hope for our world you feel what do you Pardon? feel you feel good about our planet 
Oh, I could because planet has its own energy to protect himself. I feel good about the planet. Okay, right. because this, they never counted like global warming and all those things. They came up. Okay. But they never accounted for you and me inside the equation that we have a spirituality is also booming and they can yeah. take care of the planet. In their equation, they never count. But let me share what I'm doing it. I'm using the crystals. <coughs> what did you say? You're using the crystals? Crystals. My, my favorite yeah. mm-hmm. subject is the crystals. So I go oh, in right. meditation combined with the crystals. And then yeah. crystals, I send the energy to Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran to change the mindset. Like now we have an email, electronic mail, is right? That takes little time, few seconds to send the email. But crystal has the ability, the same silica, the microchips is created in, my, in the computer, is right? Because yeah. of microchips, and microchips is made of silica, but it's a man-made silica, man-made silica. And crystals are the mother nature created silicon dioxide. So he has a better property than man-made silica because crystal has the ability to change the human emotion. Microchips and computer does not have the ability to change the human emotion. And a emotion. special kind of cut on the crystal or any kind of crystal? Now I, got, I got a big temple, a crystal temple. I got a lot of crystals in my home. And I'm experimenting uh-huh. for the last 15 years, 10 years, no, 12 years. Interesting. In fact, my home, they called in the Orlando Home and Style. They wrote ah. a page article, the name of the home is called Crystal yeah. Palace. It's the name of ah. my home is known in my area is the Crystal Palace. Yeah. Of course, it's the and how does the energy of the water and the crystal go together? Does oh, that I form a stronger? Amazing. Let me, I experimented during the hurricane, Charlie came. Mm-hmm. You know, Hurricane 2005, Charlie came, Jean came in uh, Florida. Yes. We are in Florida. Yes. So what I did, I paid, I put up certain crystals to deal with the element of water and there. And I forgot about that. I put up the crystal in 2003, 2004, my swimming pool. There I have faces. So I wanted to deal with the glamours. The glamours deal with the wa- element of water. Like the muses deal with the element of fire. Like this, and the Hurricane Charlie came, so they at once gave me a warning. So I removed all my furnitures in my, uh, near the swimming pool and tied the chairs and tables and all those things, and I forgot to deal with the crystals. And next day morning, Hurricane gone. Charlie was 80 miles per an hour at our area. And then I wanted to check the damages, what damages happened. Guess what happened? Crystal didn't move a single quarter, one hundredth of an inch they are lying the small crystal. Oh really? No wind could be Once I Governor Jeb was giving all speeches in the T V what we had to do and others I watched and I was shocked. I said, What did happen? Then I'm still an engineer, okay? So I don't believe take it a granted. So I law, I use my law of physics and physics and engineering. And yeah. all laws they defy the law of physics and engineering. Then again I said, let me experiment second time. Then another a hurricane came within 10 days. Then third one came, Jane. It lasted long, and I was sitting in my uh, family room, or my living room, and watching the crystal for 18 hours, not every minute, and the crystal again didn't move. So many items are blown out, my electrical bulbs are blown out, crystal didn't move. Then I thought, okay, what I was thinking, in future, by 2020, 30, I can meditate with the crystal, and crystal can communicate with the element of water and air, and change in future to change the direction of the hurricane. That is my project. Like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs has a project 15 years, 20 years ago to create oh. a cell phone, being the cell phone oh. of the reality. So 2030, 35, 30, I think I can use the crystal to change the direction of hurricane and go back to that line. You know, that is fantastic. And keep on, you know, keep on researching, keep on testing. Uh, We have uh, just one minute left here. I mean, to the seconds left. I would like to thank you so very much. I know we would be interrupted for the live show, but I think we'd keep on streaming for the uh, recording for the archive so we can finish quietly, but I wanted to say thank you everyone for listening in today together with 
Vipin Mehta and his words on global healing. And I think we have received wonderful information. I would like to thank you so very much, Vipin Mehta, for all your information, for your time, and um, your books. I recommend them, uh, Global Healing by Vipin Mehta, and they are through uh, Fulbright Publication Company or Pub Publishers. But you can get them through Fulbright Publishing. You can get them through your bookstore. I'm sure. Yeah, and Amazon. And your website is again whippinmeta.com? Yes. Okay. And uh, now I see the show is over, but we are streaming for the recording. <laughs> this was great fun to talk to you. I would love Thank to talk you to you again. <laughs> I'd love to meet Thank you actually, Vipin, because you have you come all good information. We'll have a trip together. Okay. What did you say? If you come to Orlando, give me a call, and I can show. Yes, I go to Orlando sometimes, and I, I give me a call. yeah, I give you a call. So thank you again for being uh, the one that you are, and for doing the work that you do, and for keeping uh, us on track of what is going on. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. And again, this is Helena Margareta saying goodbye to you. Please be back next time, and then we will do something very special. And that is the time when you should make sure that you keep a recording and you forward what I'm saying. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye-bye.